made it. It's episode 20 of the podcast, Commending and Contending. G'day, I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. I've been reflecting that it was about 12 months ago when at a council meeting chat, uh, we thought that maybe what would be really good is to extend and expand the resources on the TGCA website by putting up a podcast. When I offered to do it, I thought, this would be good. I think I'd like to chat with people about how they commend and contend for the gospel of Jesus in their lives and in their ministries, and what an encouragement it would be to just notice all the different ways that the gospel of Jesus enables us to keep going, how God encourages us to stick with it and stay the course. There have been a couple of side benefits, I've got to admit. Uh, one of those side benefits has been uh, that as each episode begins, I've recited for you all uh, the goal of the Gospel Coalition Australia. And it's put on my mind just how important it is that we encourage one another to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel. Both that it is true and it is powerful is something that we need to remind one another of and encourage one another in. And each week as I've chatted with different guests about the different ways that they see God at work, I was encouraged each and every time to notice the manifold and beautiful ways that we can see both the power and truth of the gospel playing out in our own lives, in the lives of others, in the way that God is at work. We get to see this in one another's lives and hear about it as guests come on the show each and every week. Here we are at episode 20 and I've been thinking about how this first year has gone, how we're looking forward to coming back next year with another season, and yet at the same time how encouraging it was to notice the ways that God was preparing and working through us and enabling us to honour Him in our lives. Earlier this year, I got to chat with Jeanette Chin, who was reflecting with us about just the ways that she had seen God at work during a time of significant illness and a serious diagnosis. As Jeanette got going and was talking, she shared about some of the opportunities that there were to speak about Jesus in the midst of that trial and difficulty and hardship. As she was talking, she started to speak about some family members and some of the influence that they'd had in her thinking on this. Now at the time, we ran out of space in the episode and we weren't able to share it with you, but I thought I'd share it with you now. Here's what Jeanette had to say as she spoke about the opportunities for sharing the good news of Jesus. But to be honest, if you're on the lookout, there are always opportunities to talk about Jesus in everyday life. We just don't always notice them. To do so, we need to have hearts that delight in the Lord. As Christ himself says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. But sadly, if, if we're willing to face it, our hearts tend to forget God's word, just as James 1 tells us, right? Um, our hearts tend to grow lukewarm, Revelation 3. And our hearts tend to admire things in this world instead of admiring 
the God who made it, Romans 1. So given these are our natural inclinations, the first person we need to evangelize is ourself. We need to feast daily on the scriptures, whether it's listening to audio Bibles or Christian podcasts or reading good Christian books. During this cancer season, I've loved listening to more and more Christian music. As we drove to the hospital for scans and surgery, we listened to hymns in the car. And so as I lay on the bed for my CT scan, I had How Great Thou Art ringing in my ears. So if we want to share the gospel, first we need to evangelize ourselves. But we also need to evangelize our brothers and sisters in Christ. Of course, we might assume that they already know the gospel, but um, if, as the Bible says, they're forgetful or distracted or um, anything like that, then they need to hear the gospel just as much as we do. And if gospeling is simply announcing the wonderful news that Jesus is the eternal king, and if we're not already doing that with believers, then it's going to be an even bigger gear shift to speak of Jesus with unbelievers. So um, one of the guys that's married into the Chin family, uh, his name's Cooper, Cooper just naturally overflows with statements about Jesus all the time. It's beautiful. Someone will say, dinner is ready, and he'll say, praise the Lord. Or as we get up to leave, we might say, thanks for a nice visit. And he'll reply, thank the Lord for the blessing of being together. <laughs> At first, the frequency of his gospel speech seemed a little overbearing, even for me. But after a while, it became infectious. And so now I've started saying, praise the Lord to everything, just like Cooper does. Um, but yeah, like it's just been so good. Uh, so now as I walk with my neighbor each week or say hello to the cleaner in our apartment building, I'm may way more likely to respond to these unbelievers with words of joy in Jesus. Cause my heart's already doing it and I'm already practicing my gospel speech with the believers around me. How marvellous to recognise that we can evangelise our own hearts, that our own wandering hearts might benefit from the way in which we remind ourselves of the gospel of Jesus and his transforming work, uh, the way that we speak to ourselves and speak those passages of scripture that we've memorised that point us again to the saving work of Jesus, that both the way we bring the gospel to bear on our own hearts and the way we speak it to other Christians might actually be preparing the ground for us to bubble over, to be ready to speak as those who recognize God's work, who recognize the provision of God in even the smallest parts of our lives, but also in the bigger parts of our lives too. Here on Commending and Contending, we've been really interested to pursue with each and every guest different facets of life and ministry to consider the ways in which the gospel helps encourage us and shapes us to continue to pursue to do our best in each of those areas, wherever it is God's called us, whatever situation, whether it was being out on safari in remote Australia, bringing the scriptures to bear, or whether it was arriving at the scene of an accident and being the presence of God and the kindness and compassion and chaplaincy. 
or whether it's just coming on Sunday and taking a, a role at church, serving in some way or other. In one of our episodes, I had the opportunity to speak to Joe Gibb about service and about thinking about the way our work at church, the volunteering we do, the roles we take up, that job that we make happen, could be more than just filling a gap. It could be more than just getting a thing done, just bringing the milk or setting up the gear. That maybe if we think in terms of teams, Joe was urging us to think more carefully about how we keep the gospel and the purposes of Jesus at the center even of teamwork and ministry and service together in church. When I asked Joe about this, she wanted to go all the way back to the moment where you recruit someone to join the team. Here's what Joe had to say about that. I was thinking that probably even starts earlier at the recruitment phase when you're talking to people about joining a team at church. Is it, could you come and help out and fill this gap on a roster or uh, casting a vision for what we're doing at church and how that uh, morning tea after church or supper after church on a Sunday, how that fits into that. Um, so really, uh, as people are joining, explaining that and saying, this, this is what our heart is. This is what we want to see. We want to create a space for people to uh, be able to stay after church, uh, meet new people, uh, help them uh, and talk to each other and, and sharpen each other, talking about what we've heard in the sermon. So that actual after church time or before church time is really crucial for building a Christian community and also for um, just that discipleship, that informal one another discipleship. Um, as you're uh, planning the ministry for the term, you might be asking questions of the team about how can we make this the best space for people to stay? What's stopping people from staying? How can we make morning tea a real reflection of the generosity that we have in Jesus? Uh, praying together. Um, if someone's not there on the on the roster for that week, actually doing the follow-up and taking the initiative because you're concerned about them and want to pray for them. And, and praying as you start that morning, praying that you can work well together as a team, pray that you can uh, provide that space for people to be able to um, talk and share and disciple each other, um, yeah, and checking on each other. So uh, serving as a team together, most of our discipleship's happening in our church gathering on a Sunday or in our small group, our growth group. But serving teams are another layer of care where we can open up the work together before we serve that morning, pray for each other, pray for our church. Uh, there's so many opportunities for discipleship to be happening uh, in our teams. So, yeah, that's a great example of uh, one place that can be happening. have really good recommendations of articles at the Gospel Coalition Australia website from our guests on this podcast. Whether they've been deep dives into old classic quality material or recent articles that capture issues, current concerns and needs right now. If you haven't yet, definitely subscribe to the email that comes out 
from the Gospel Coalition Australia pointing you to some of the most recent articles and encouraging you to find them and share them. Actually, if you do find an article really helpful, can we get you to think of people you could share it with? Maybe a friend, someone at church, someone in your Bible study group who would benefit from getting the same thing that you got out of that top-notch article at our website. And also, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so that when the first episode comes out in the new season next year, you're alerted right away and you can keep up with all the encouragements uh, that come as we seek to commend and contend the gospel of the Lord Jesus in our lives and in our ministries. The Gospel Coalition Australia is entirely supported by people like you. It's through the generous giving of our supporters that we're able to continue doing the good work that we do with the Gospel Coalition Australia, whether that's at the website, here on the podcasts, in our networks in states and territories across our nation, uh, or the conferences and meetings that we're able to plan, organise and gather people together around the encouragement of the Gospel. If you're connected in and you love what we do, can I encourage you, whether it's a one-off or a regular donation, to give to the work of the Gospel Coalition Australia so that we can sustain what we've begun and continue pressing into the opportunities that God has for us. As we wrap up this episode and put the lid on season one of Commending and Contending, I just wanted to leave you with these words from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it.